Hello, and welcome to Against Austin, an Against Me podcast. I'm Dwayne, and I'm here with Austin. How are you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great. How, how, better than you, currently. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I, uh, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, so we got a lot to get to this time. We have an album that I know you got to just be dying to talk about uh, <laughs> knowing you uh, chomping at the bit to get to this one. But before we do, we got three other things to talk about. I'm going to let you pick what you want to talk about first. Okay. okay. So first of all, I said we were not going to answer any questions this time, but we had a late entry. I'm going to let it slide. Uh, also, I went to a concert. And we sent each other some songs to listen to. So what do you want to get into first? Let's do it in that order. The question first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Before we get into the question, I guess like uh, we were just talking off air very briefly. Uh, if I sound weird, I do have COVID. Uh, so, uh, that's, that, that makes uh, probably it sound... should have put off the... Well, that's why I said I'm doing better than you. It wasn't like to put you down in any way it's just that i don't have covid and you do have covid so i think uh, I, I'm, I'm, I might edge out yeah so i probably should have waited to do the episode but i really wanted to get this one done because uh i'd already had all the shit written and ready to go and like all my thoughts formatted <laughs> and uh, <laughs> austin was like hey you think we could put this off uh for a little bit for like maybe a day and i was like yeah yeah i don't know uh let me get back to you and that was a few days ago i don't know exactly how long ago <laughs> yeah. five days ago <laughs> but but yeah so i'm here anyway let's get to this question this question is from someone that i have known online for a very long time i think we met i want to say like 2007 maybe 2008 on a message board for professional wrestling podcast uh and i've only ever known this person as President Clinton. Uh, <laughs> one thing about me, if you're an anonymous person and I meet you online, I'm never going to ask you any questions. I don't care. <laughs> I don't need to know. Like, that's your business. You know what I mean? So I think that's why me and this person have got along so well, because I'm not asking them any questions. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're not President Clinton, because if they were, I would not be hanging out with him. I don't think he's a good guy. His Twitter handle is at Clinton, I-Y-H, if you want to follow him. But Austin, <laughs> he asked, do you think you could be a grifter? And do you have a grift in mind? I'm going to let you go first because this is this is more your forte. This is your thing. Well, so I think the running joke is that if I was going to do anything, I would start a church. Because I think okay. and, and, and that would be that's a good grift because it's tax free. There's I recently looked up because I'm a nerd and I do nerd things. There's 10 things you have to do according to the IRS to be considered a church. And so uh, as long as you can prove that you do those 10 things, the IRS more or less leaves you alone. Like there's a couple of things you, you can't do and, but it's pretty lax and it's pretty easy to get away with that. That was definitely, it's always kind of like the forefront. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I can be a, grifter in the traditional sense and it's only because most of the grifters rip off like 
poor or vulnerable people. And I can't do that. Like that just wouldn't work for me. If I could figure out a way to grift rich people, and there definitely are grifters who rip off rich people. If I can figure out how to grift rich people and get away with it, because that's the problem is like, if you steal from poor people, no one gives a shit. If you steal from rich people, all of a sudden, like the entire justice system in the United right. States comes down on you. Right. So yeah. I would, I would absolutely have no question. Batman gets involved. Right, exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> Elon Musk's uh, whatever his superhero vigilante identity is. Um, so yeah, if I could figure out how to steal money from like billionaires and and get away with it, I definitely would. But I think church is probably the better bet. Sure, I'm gonna have to say no as well. Um, I just don't have it in me. I'll tell you a story about me. I've told Austin this before. I've never talked about it. Uh, on any podcast, but uh, when I was a sophomore in college, I always liked to every semester take a class that had nothing to do with any real like studies. And there was just something to like learn about or fuck around. So this particular semester, I thought that I would take acting class and I thought that would be very fun. Uh, And what I learned immediately was that I am not an actor and I don't enjoy it. And not only do I not enjoy it, like I literally cannot wrap my brain around the concept of it. Like I, I just, I couldn't figure out what to do because like, if I, like, if I knew how to be different than like how I am, I'd already be doing that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. (laughs) I wouldn't be me. I, I like, I don't, I like it's been a problem at every job I've ever had. Like, I don't know how to be like, if I don't like you, you know about it. It's not, (laughs) I have no way to hide it from you. So I (laughs) don't, I'll tell a very brief story that's unrelated, but it's about this class. So one day, and this was kind of give you an insight to how I am. But one day we were all sitting around before the class um, in like the auditorium and uh, there was maybe like 10 or 15 of us. And I'm not really paying attention to what's go- going on, but they're all talking and they're just going like, oh, I just love this so much. Like, this is my favorite part of the week, like coming here. And, da, 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 da. and I'm just kind of like trying not to get involved, you know. And this girl, she looks at me and she goes, hey, don't you just like love it here? And I was like, Nah, I was like, I got to be honest with you. Like, I kind of took this thought thinking that, like, we were all just going to be fucking around. <laughs> that wouldn't but, everybody, <laughs> but everybody is pretty serious about it. And that's really <laughs> stressful to me because I don't take this seriously. Like, I don't really want to be an actor and I'm not good at it. And I don't think I'm good. Like, and that was the last time anyone in the class spoke to me other than one girl. <laughs> yeah, they just were like, "All right, buddy, we're done with you." Done. Next. I uh, very, I was very annoyed anytime I had to go into this class. I just because uh, the professor, especially, was just so aggravated with me because <laughs> I just could not. I won't say I was trying like as hard as I could, but I was, I was putting in an effort, and I realized like I don't got it. Like whatever. <laughs> Whatever people got inside of them that makes them want to do this, I don't, I don't, 
look, man, I got a lot of problems. You know what I mean? I've talked before about my anxieties and, and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, like, I'm pretty happy with myself. Like I don't, I sleep well at night generally. Uh, so I don't have this, this great desire to be like another person. And, and so I just can't get my brain around that kind of, uh, of thinking, but um, <laughs> I think if I had to do a grift, I was thinking about like, uh, see, a church is way too much effort. That's a lot of you got to put doing. Sh- but that's the thing. I'm thinking, what is the most low effort grift out there today? And I also think, like, I was a sociology major. I I could very easily do some kind of social justice. Oh yeah. Uh, thing. I know exactly the right things to say uh i mean that's definitely a thing where i think i'm pretty decent at picking out uh who online is sincere and who isn't just based on sort of the the way they talk about things and sort of uh i don't know i'm I'm not i won't say i'm 100 percent at all but uh generally like i'll I'll, there'll be people and i go i don't don't know about this person yeah (laughs) something will happen wrong interesting and all of a sudden they're writing weird shit on sub Substack. yeah i think i think um the right the right wing grift is is more difficult to get into now you know because you gotta crowd think about yeah well the thing about the right wing grift is too is you gotta be feuding with somebody all the time you gotta be like mad about stuff you gotta be coming up with new stuff to get pissed off about like the left wing grift, you can just pretty much be like, hey, I think you should be allowed to be gay. Would you like to give me some money? And <laughs> no, you'll find people who go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just less money to be captured on the left. Yeah. Than there is on the right. Yes. You know, but I but I think if you can tap, if you know what you're doing and you can tap into the right kind of language, you can very easily manipulate people into giving their money away uh, yeah. even if they have very little of it which is sad but it's something that especially in the pro wrestling sphere uh i see happening a lot oh yeah uh, and it's very disturbing because uh, it seems to be happening more frequently uh instead of less so that's worrying but uh yeah <laughs> oh just one final thing i wanted to say as um president clinton here <laughs> uh has always been a really great friend and i didn't know that he listened to the show uh because i can't imagine he likes this band just based on what i know about him and the kind of music that he likes but uh i do appreciate him listening and i told him i would shout him out last time uh, and i did not i forgot and i felt really bad like immediately when we finished i was like oh shit i didn't write that down and uh so anyway (laughs) let's move on do you want to talk about these songs or do you want to talk about the concert? Um, what do you want to do? You pick. I picked the first. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> let's do let's do the songs. Okay. Because then we got this the concert that you went to is a culmination of a lot of stuff we've talked about on this podcast. So I feel like let's sure, build up some that's, that's let's, true. Let's that's let's, true. let's build up some that's, that's really the main event of the yeah. of the night. Right. Um not even the album. Right, well, <laughs> yeah. I'm very Let's talk curious what you thought of my songs. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I got plenty of things to say <laughs> about ex- one of these songs in particular. Let I me tell you. already fucking know which one it is, too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's start with one of my songs, because then you can talk. 
instead okay. of me. Um, so the first song off that I sent to you was Edge of Living by the band Reviver. What did you think of this? I really liked it. I, it's a it's fun. It's a fun punk pop punk song that I was not at all surprised to hear from you on this. Um, I just it's it was like a summer song for some reason. That's what I thought. It's like go out there and wreck shit. Um, there was the line uh, "Lonely freaks with hearts on fire." I thought it was just a great fucking line. I, I just yeah, it's a poppy little quick song it was very much a Dwayne song like you've recommended music maybe in the past and this is definitely in that that sphere yeah. uh, of, of similar of similar I really songs. love this band uh I discovered them only within like the last year or so this is from 2010 uh I don't understand why they're not like super well known I can't figure it out because like they have so many great songs. There's like the great like male and female vocals where they're like yelling over each other and like the 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 vocals, especially like in this band, are just like fucking great. They're both yeah. great singers. Like, yeah. I really love this song. Really love this band. Uh terrible name. <laughs> it's all capital letters, R-I-V-I-R. That's probably why they weren't bigger because people just looked at that and go, what's that? I don't know, man. Those SoundCloud rappers have got some really shitty names. Like, <laughs> That's true. That's true. This one, but this one is uh, a palindrome and it's easy to Google. Like you're absolutely going to get. That's your, true. You're, it's never going to pop up with anything else. So you're always going to get true. the band. I didn't so, think about that. Maybe there's an maybe SEO. Maybe they're smarter than I am. Yeah. <laughs> there's an but, SEO geek in the band. I'm sure that I'm sure. I don't know a lot about this band because they're. Um, Obviously not super well known, so there's not a ton of information out there about them online. But just based on the little bit that I know about them, I can't imagine they were thinking too much about their SEO score uh, in 2010, but perhaps they were. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe one of them worked at Google. Sure. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I know. It's a stretch. Um, let's move on to one of your songs. Uh which is doing it to death by the kills. Had you heard of this band? No. Okay. I think for people who like this kind of thing, this is probably like a good version of that. <laughs> uh, it's just did nothing for me. No, I just, The first time I heard it, I was like, is this song 10 minutes long? And I looked <laughs> and it had been like a minute and 45 seconds. And I was oh, no. oh my God. Uh it just it feels very long. And it's just like they're just not really doing anything. Like, what did we are we gonna do something? Or like <laughs> I do, I could see that. Like it just feels like at, at any moment it should like jump up a notch you know like do something different i could totally see that i didn't i didn't hate this at all i thought it was i thought it was fine but it's just like it's not what i'm looking for you know yeah, yeah. i i found this band i didn't know this band very well i didn't know them all for a couple of years ago and i saw something on youtube with uh matt penfield from mtv 
You remember okay. him? Did you ever? He was vaguely. He, he was like the rock guy on MTV, and he was wait. Always, was he? Was he the the bald guy? The bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I saw him once on the street. I was unnaturally excited um, in New York, and I was like, "Pinfield!" And he was like, "Hey, man!" And I was like, "Why did I just yell that out? Like, that's I don't do that. That's not part of me." And I, it, whatever, it, it was a thing. But yeah, he was he was on some video, and they were doing like one of those. Um, like they go into Amoeba Records in San Francisco and they do like a shopping and then they present all the albums that they would have bought. Uh, and it, the kills was one of them. And I was like, I don't know who this is. And I, I really like that song. I'm not crazy about much of their other stuff, but that, that song doing it to death was, have was you, have you watched the music video for this? Yes. It, it's, it's everything you oh hate. God, it's so <laughs> cringe. I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. All that's right. why I didn't send you the video. I just think this song I was like, yeah, if Dwayne watches oh. this, it's over. Yeah, I thought mm, maybe I'm missing something. I watched the video and I thought, nope, I, I took away what I needed. Uh, <laughs> I tried to mix it up a little bit for you. I was like, here we go. Let's just, I had a hard time too. This is the hardest thing we've ever had to do. All right, but the next song I sent Austin was The Trials of Oscar Wilde from the band Dead to Me. What did you think about this? So the first go around, didn't do much for me i was just i didn't like the vocals and i think part of it was playing it back to back from the reviver song because the reviver was just so crisp and clean and then i was yeah. and then i started to listen to the lyrics you know like the first go through i never listened to the lyrics i just kind of like get vibes only you know and so the okay. second song i was like i was like oh so no they're actually talking about the trials of oscar wilde it's like, a very is, literal song it's yes. very <laughs> literal like i wasn't expecting it to be so literal and i was like yeah that's that is what i love about it it's, yeah. it is as advertised it is like hey here's a song about this very specific thing no my, my appreciation went up a lot once i figured that out and then i read the lyrics and i was like wow okay i like this this is like more punk songs about oscar wilde like let's let's do it i'm, I'm good with yeah that. this is a band that i really love a lot um this is from 2011 uh and this was on their last album i think they put out a few more songs since then but they've not made any albums since then but uh yeah i don't know if this is my favorite song by them but i thought this is one that you would really enjoy and it is yeah. like one of one of my top songs by them. really like um yeah, just really interesting and funny and smart and uh, not the kind of thing that you would expect from like a punk song to just be about this very specific historical uh, figure. <laughs> so, yeah, but I uh, just thought a very cool song that you would enjoy. All right, Austin. This is the one. Let's move. <laughs> this the is song. the one. Is called Murdered Out by Kim Gordon. I messaged friend of the show, Conrad, and I said, Conrad, do you think he sent this to me as a bit? Or do you think he was being serious? And she said, I don't know. I'm not sure. So was was this a serious suggestion? Yeah, or it was a serious suggestion. Well, I'm okay, a- let me, before I get into what I thought about this, of all the songs that exist in the world, of which there are thousands Probably, like if you add them all up, there's at least a million songs in the world. I was born that, and, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, 
But of all those songs, this was one of the three in the in the whole world that you thought uh, that I needed to hear. Uh, what what about this? Um, did you think that I was going to enjoy? Is the question I would pose to you? I so. Well, that wasn't the assignment, to be fair. I wasn't the yes, assignment. It was, was I, no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> that was not what I understood. I just like, what did you just? I, it was like three songs that I enjoy that you've probably never listened to. That was kind of how I interpreted it, and I was right. But I genuinely like this song, and I wasn't sure that you were going to. I knew that going into it. I was, you know, this actually was maybe my favorite uh, album that came out in 2019. I just loved it. It like. Instantly so this hit. is that recent. This isn't something from like 1994. No, no, no. This is this is 2019. Okay. And she's still I, at it, Kim. Kim's still going. She's, she's the. I mean, well, you know what? Good for her. That's you know, so you know who she is, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. I did it, and then I immediately did. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I'm not a huge Sonic Youth fan. I'm not like that's not a band that does anything for me. Never really has. Just, huh. Yeah. But for some reason, her kind of on her own and just doing her own thing and making something that sounded just way different than what I expected or from, you know, that I or than anything I had heard that year that I was like, I like it. I like it. There's something it's just a weird fucking album and the songs are weird, but I really I it resonated with me. It could have been just like hit me at the right time and place in my life. But I was this was a this is a great album for me. I even have it on vinyl, Dwayne. I have it on vinyl. (laughs) I really did not like this. I I, Uh, I was like, he's, I said, he's going to have an opinion. It's just noise. And like the lyrics are, there's meat, there's nonsense. It's just like, there's nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'd rather hear K-pop than this. Not twice. (laughs) Not twice. Cause that literally is like the most wretched music I've ever heard in my life. But the other (laughs) song that we listened to, you know, I'd rather listen to that than this. Oh, we're we're definitely, you can't edit that out. I, I I was worried this was going to lead to a big argument, but yeah, I, I really did not. Like no, it, so. you know what? Listen, everybody likes different <laughs> things, right? Like, okay. that's what this is all about. And I, it's a, it's a weird album. And I, everybody, I told Conrad, I said, Conrad, I don't know how I'm going to talk about any of these songs that hurt his feelings because I don't, I don't know what to do here. Not my and fucking she, band. It's like you don't like okay, it. That's fine. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like okay. <laughs> I mean, really, I. That's I how I feel. But uh, oh yeah, I know some people. Take things very personally. Yeah. Well, don't send this to Kim Gordon. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but uh, not a fan right. of any music like- <laughs> she's ever made. Uh, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm really honest when I say that I wasn't until I heard this album and it just like hit okay. something. And and I was, it was even at that point, I was like, do I need to go back and listen to Sonic Youth? What, and I'm like, what? no, I don't. Let's move on to the final song that I sent you, which is called Dig Your Hips by the Bobby Lees. What do you think of this? I fucking love this. It's I it's so goddamn good. It is so good. And I this so this out of all three of them, this is the one I listened, went back and started listening to their catalog, like their their albums. Yeah. So and this is a song that is from this month or last month. It's very new. It's uh it's often from an album that is technically not released yet. So they're just kind of releasing songs. You know, one at a time in the build up to the release of the album, which is what a lot of bands do now. So, uh, yeah, it'll be part of a full length album that comes out, I think, in maybe October. I'm not sure about the release date on that. But, yeah, this is basically like a brand new song. 
So you talk about it though before I say anything else. Uh, listen, this one I just wrote. I just really, really, really liked this song. I like everything about it. It was it was fun. It was upbeat. I went back. I actually don't even think it's my favorite al- song on the album either on the little EP. Um, yeah. I really liked. I liked this, but I really the one that really spoke to me was Hollywood Junkyard. I was like, that's a okay, great song. Yeah. But I mean, this is the one out of all three of those bands that I was like, I would listen to this on the regular. And I even went back to find more you know of their of their old older stuff so no it was fantastic i was nice pleasantly surprised this is a band that i just kind of came across i don't even remember how uh but i heard this song and i was like wow that's really good that's really interesting uh it's very grunge influenced i would say like a lot of like nirvana like some white stripes influence and stuff and even though that's not really a band i like but well, no, I was just going to say, it definitely sounds like she's a big Kim Gordon fan at some point. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> she probably is. <laughs> I mean, you could, there's a definitely like a lot of grunge and like early punk. Yeah. They do a cover of uh, Blank Generation by uh, oh, yeah. Richard Hell. Yep. That is fucking great. Richard Hell and the yeah. Voidoids. Yeah. So this is a really cool. And just interesting band that I think people should check out. If you like sort of like 90s alternative music, this is like an updated 2022 version of that, but not a copy. It's it's on original thing, too. Yeah, not, it's, it's his own thing. Yeah. Very, very good stuff. All right. Let's move on to the final song that we're going to talk about here, which is Let's Get Out of Here by Less Savvy Fave. I'll say this about it. Of the three songs that you sent me, I liked this the best. Uh, it's fine. You know what I mean? It, it kind of reminds me of like that mid 2000s rock stuff, like the strokes and that kind of thing. But uh, mostly I just don't really have any strong opinions about it. It's just <laughs> as soon as it ended, it may as well. I might as well just never heard it. It's just I listened to it about four or five times including like about an hour before it recorded. And if you asked me like, what's the chorus of the song? <laughs> I could not tell you. It's that's the one that I swapped a bunch trying to figure out what, what to put on there. I was trying to do all women. Um, but I just, at the very last minute I made that, made that call. Mine was very equal. I managed to have the same amount of men and women, even though it was three songs. So I think I should get credit for that. No, I don't fucking care. All right. Well, Austin, I thought this was a fun experiment. I had fun talking about these songs, even if I didn't love all of them. <laughs> this is but, uh, more fun talking about them than listening to them. Yeah, but that's okay. Hey, you liked all the songs that I sent you, so I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm just more, I think I'm just more open to new music than you, Dwayne. That's it, man. I'm just. I think I considered more of like what i thought you would like instead of right. just sending you some stuff that i liked because i'm a more considerate person oh okay uh, <laughs> uh but anyway let's move on to this the final thing that we have to talk about before we get into this album is i went to see apes of the state austin i got a lot i got a lot to, yeah that's it it wasn't that great uh anyway <laughs> next <laughs> Uh, the first thing I want to say about this concert that's like already right off the bat, I was happy with venue 
35 minutes from my house. That's great. Because I left like earlier than I needed to because I was like, well, it's not going to, I mean, it's going to be further away than that once you get on the road, you know. But uh, no, super easy to get to. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so right away, I'm like, well, this is already one of the best shows I've ever been to because I've never had a venue be this close to my house. I'm going to be fucking home within like less than an hour after the show's over. So I was already happy with that. Um, the second thing that happened before they even started playing was she has two dogs, April the singer. I assume they're hers. Uh, and they were running around the venue in between like sets and stuff. And so I was mostly standing in the back corner for the majority of the show. And in between one of the bands, the dog like ran through the entire crowd to like come up to me. And then he let me pet him for like a long time. (laughs) And it's like, I never been to a concert where I met a dog, Austin. I know you were so, you even texted me. You were like, I made a dog friend. (laughs) And then I went, we'll get into it, but I went to the merch stand after the show to buy a shirt and the dog is on the shirt. Oh, that's hilarious. So now when I wear this shirt, I can tell people I met this dog. That's a listen. This made such an impact on me. This is a, this is something more bands should do. No offense to any bands out there, but I'm a very awkward person. I don't really want to talk to you. I would love to meet your dog and know what they got going on though. That'd be right, great. Right. You know right. what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. the other thing that happened with the dogs was they were keeping them up like when the actual like music was going on. But about three or four songs into their set, the dog escaped and ran into the mosh pit and tried to get onto the stage to get to her. Uh, and someone, and they had to stop playing, and someone had to come grab the dog. It was so sweet, honestly. That's kind of amazing. I like that. Everyone, like he went, he ran through the crowd, and everyone just stopped what they were doing. And <laughs> someone came and got the dog. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I so already that. before any songs are played, I'm going like, this is one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. You said it was Run in a around. house too, right? It wasn't in a house. It was it was in a venue. Like from the outside, it looked like a traditional venue. When you got inside, you could tell that it was an old house that had been converted into like an art space. Uh, and the the uh, stage area was in what I would assume would have been like the living room or something like that. Um, it was, I mean, there was like very little division between like the band and the odd i mean there was like a stage technically but it was like literally just like a step you know what i mean right 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 uh so that was cool too um you know there's a lot of like interacting with the crowd and and but as far as like the actual performance austin it was terrible wasn't it dude i let me tell you something they were so fucking good. That's awesome. First of all, they played as like a traditional four piece, like electric band, right? So it was a totally different versions of all the songs than are like on the album. So and less they, folky. And they were so fucking good. Like I was super impressed with like the bass player in particular. Like she added so much like 
stuff to the songs that made them feel like so much more fuller and like energetic. Like so many of the songs sounded like better to me than like on the album. Cause you know, cause there were so much more like uh, just like energetic and full and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, and you also like, it's also the experience, right? It's being there. Sure. It's dogs running around. It's the energy from live music. Very like positive vibe, like all around at this show. I would say like it was a lot of like women and like gender non-conforming people. And uh, so it was cool. It it um it was a very cool show um where I had a really good time, but they were so they were so good. Like honestly, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. That's awesome. Like the second song they played was I listened. And I was I knew I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna be really good because this this is like a totally different version of the song. And everybody's so fun. It was so cool just to be in a room with people who like knew the words to these songs that I love so much and I annoy my coworkers with. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, was just, I was just happy to like um do that. And the other thing that I'll say is I did stay in the very back for all of the show, except Austin, the last song they played was Play Glass Apology, which is my favorite song by them and i had to go like into the pit for that one austin uh, uh there weren't a lot of people doing it but that was the that was the way to do it because everyone else was already tired well right so so i, I did not <laughs> go ahead is there are there pits at all folk punk shows i don't know it's the only one i've ever been to you know against me well, yeah, but that's, I mean, way later. I wasn't going to see them in like 2002. Okay. I mean? like, <laughs> it just feels like, I mean, the punk part would imply a pit. It's the not. Okay, part okay. Okay. Listen, it's not a mosh pit in the way that you're thinking. Like, okay. a, a, like a kind of show Dalton would go to. Right. That was exactly. But there I mean. are people like dancing and bumping into each other. It was, again, it was mostly women <laughs> doing it, you know? So, uh, yeah, it was cool. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm also glad, and maybe this is a good segue, that you went to a concert and they played different versions of the songs that you knew, and they were good. Because I think... (laughs) That could have gone poorly. That's true. I didn't think about that. I was excited. When they came out and there were like no violins or anything, I was like, okay, they're not going to be fucking around. We're going to get serious. You know what I mean? Like, so I was happy to see that. Because but, uh, for the last two episodes, you've been subjecting me to songs that I knew and liked that weren't any good because they were played <laughs> differently. So I just, you know. That's true. Yeah. Well, this is a different experience. No, um, good. I'm glad you got on it. And a couple gonna... more things I want to say. Um, okay. There was one weird thing. I'll talk about this. Uh She's never come on the show, so fuck it. I'll just get into it. Uh, the encore is very weird, all right? Because they played played Glass Apology, and every and people were going nuts, right? That was like that was my favorite song, but you never know with a band like this what songs other people's people favorite like, songs. Yeah. There's no way to gauge it. They're not on the radio, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, right, like, right. Everybody was going crazy for that one, right? You know, and going like nuts, and then they finished and then they came back and they did an encore and they played internet song, which is probably my least favorite 
Apes the State song. <laughs> and I think other people felt the same way because it seemed like everybody was like standing there, like bracing themselves, like, okay, when they play the next one, it's going to be one of the fucking best and we're going <laughs> to all go nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they finished that one and then they cut the lights on and were like, okay, thanks. And everybody just kind of was like, uh, Oh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was it then. Oh. Um, but Austin, the final thing I want to talk about was after the show, of course, I went to the merch stand and <laughs> I got in line and there was no one from the band at the table. And I was very happy. I was like, oh, great. I can just get my shirt and get out of here. <laughs> Not to talk to anyone. <laughs> right as i got about two or three people back in line april the singer sat down at the table and i was like oh okay i'm gonna have to talk to her because she was like she just sat down and immediately like started taking people's orders and stuff and uh (laughs) so i got up there she was like what do you want and i was like i want this shirt and she's like okay and i was like I have to tell you that I really love your music. And she seemed genuinely touched by that. She said, oh, thank you. And uh, I said, yeah, I was really excited to come and see you guys. And she was like, oh, that's great. You know, thanks. And uh, I think maybe I said one other thing or something. And I was wearing my, if you catch my grift, protect trans lives shirt. And uh, she goes, hey, I really like your shirt. And I said, oh, thank you so much. And at that moment, Austin, I had two thoughts. The first thought I had was, this is going too well. I've got to get out of here right now. It's not going to go uphill from here. Like, I've already ran out of, like, the easy things to say. You know what I mean? I I really like your music. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty safe one. You know what I mean? So, So I just said, like, hey, thanks so much. You have a good night. And she was just kind of like, mm hmm. And so, Austin, I did it. I talked to someone <laughs> from a band that I really liked. Uh, and you and did good. You didn't. I did, I did. I did. I know. I was. I So just like 10 out of 10 show in like every possible aspect. Great. That's awesome. The other thought that I had about that was. I don't think I want her to come on the show anymore because <laughs> what I realized was, ah, I would have to keep this up for like potentially up to like an hour and a half. No way. I'm going to have that many things to say. So I think. <laughs> <laughs> what if she responds to my email? Listen, if she says she'll come on, fuck it. We'll do it. But you know, I don't <laughs> think she will. <laughs> Well, I mean, she's on tour for a long time. And I realized that as I sent the email that I was like, this is like two days before you leave on tour. Like the last thing you're thinking about is going on a couple of dudes podcasts. Hey, I don't blame her if she doesn't want to come on. I wouldn't either. But now I don't even think I want her to anymore because I talked to her once and it really went really well. And I just want to live with that for the rest of my life. (laughs) Well, the problem with coming on the podcast, too, is that like it's it's your memory versus the recording so if you had her on a podcast you have to edit that and listen to it over and over again and i know you well enough to know you'd be like why did i say oh, that be, why did i say be, that it would just be like her and you talking i would just say <laughs> 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 so, 
that's what that's what that's why you might go well if it was going so well why did you go i have to leave because i started panicking because i knew like ah like forget someone from a band or it's not important she's not i guess she's not a celebrity but um to me she is but um when i interact with anyone for the first time it never goes well (laughs) Like ever. <laughs> the fact that I was talking to someone for the first time in my life and it was going well, I was like, I've got to go. Like this never happens. I'm like, I'm going to run out of things to say and I'm going to say something that I go like, Oh no. Oh no. So I was just like, I was so happy that it, that it, that it went well. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I, we hit it off the first time. The first time you were like, we actually talked over not, you know, Twitter or. We already knew each other, though. Yeah, I guess. All right, Austin. I don't think I have anything else to say about Apes of the State. I mean, I could talk about this show forever, but I don't know how many people that is interesting to. So we will move (laughs) on. All right, Austin, believe it or not, we actually have an Against Me album to talk about this time. Um, It is called Total Clarity. It was released on May 24th, 2011. Uh, Fat Records, everything is the same as it was on Searching for Former Clarity, which we talked about in episode five. If you want to go back and listen to that. This is a collection of demos, recordings and unreleased songs from that album. Um, I will just say the reviews I read were fairly positive towards this basically saying like look it is what it is but at least this time like these are different uh versions of the songs and if you are a diehard fan who is interested in exploring like the creative process of the band there is stuff to hear latch on to here so in that sense uh most of the reviews were uh, we're happy with it. What do you think say, about this? I still think, and more and more, I think Fat Mike is a grifter. <laughs> just a total like. <laughs> I, just, well, I don't know. I mean, no, that's you're right. I'm overusing. Well, you that, know what? He probably is. He probably isn't. I mean, he's guy. got a business to run. I, I get yeah. it. Like this is a smart business move, but boy, it's like how much unreleased shit was he sitting on that he was like, I got to make some money off of that. And then, three albums <laughs> worth. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it's like you do it once. Okay, I get it. But now or this is this 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 is only the second think, that we've listened to. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think I think right. If you don't have um, original cowboy, you don't have that live album, and they just put this out as like a standalone thing. I think this is a fairly acceptable release. Yeah. But, but when it comes off the heels <laughs> of the two previous, it's like, right. oh, okay, we're doing this again, huh? Yep. Yep. This is what we're doing. And I just, yeah, I, Lagwagon wasn't pulling their weight, man. Yeah. He's like, we got to go back to that against me well again. Um, like, I will say as well, um, this technically came out after White Crosses. Um, so these came out two years apart, which is, I mean, still pretty close together. But um, so they did it like in the real timeline have a, a new studio album in between these two albums but still like yeah 
But I, I think the weird thing for me is that it's coming out on Fat Records, right? Like it's not even their current label that's putting this stuff out. It's like another label going, well, we need to we need to make a little money. We got these demos lying around. We got this live <laughs> taping going around. I th- from what I could understand, a lot of the interviews about this are gone or were hard to find. Um, but from what I could gather, they did have some involvement in this one. Oh, I'm sure. Um, in terms of like picking out what songs were used or something, you know, I don't know, but they like, these weren't released like totally independent of the band. Right. You can't, you can't release them totally. <laughs> like I, yeah. Here's what I wonder. And I mean, this is a wild theory that's based on absolutely nothing, but like my gut is I wonder if, Laura still feels like she owed Fat Mike something, you know, or that. Oh, she... I absolutely think so. You really yeah, get okay. that impression from the way that she talks about him in the book or anybody that's ever done anything nice for her. Right. She just feels like, oh, God, you know. Yeah. Well, and them... that's unfortunate because you can, you know, bad actors can take advantage. Not that I'm saying that Fat I Mike think, did. Yeah. I don't, Listen, I don't think that. I think uh, in retrospect, right. If you're someone like me, who's like a diehard fan and there's all these releases coming out all the time. Hey, that's great. If you're someone who like, you just, you like music and against me is not like your favorite band. They're like your 15th favorite band. This is exhausting. There's too much stuff coming out. There's too much to keep track of. How am I supposed to know what's a demo and what's, you know, you know what I mean? That's where, that's what I'm at right now. I'm like, Dwayne, if the next episode is not a new album with new original material, I'm quitting. This is it. I'm done. I am. I am like, I get like, I love the stuff at the beginning and, and I, you know, you heard the re-recordings of some of those songs and and that's cool. That's what you do. But this is after the fact, these fucking studio albums have been out and then it's like, oh yeah, let's just release. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm ready uh, to move. Yeah. I think, I think Laura is someone who was like, um, a big music nerd and like super interested in like, uh, you know, the behind the scenes and the creative process and stuff. And so when an idea like this is pitched to her, she loves it. You know, that's great. Oh yeah. The the fans will love to hear our demos and stuff, but but, you know, sometimes it's like, Hey, this is like an album that you asked people to pay for. And like, right. You know, (laughs) like, yeah, I just, yeah. I think it's also like a little bit of like the, the punk aesthetic. It would be like, just really shit and move on, you know, and this very much feels like, Hey, remember this is this is a new coat of paint on that last album that we put out. And I know it's not because again, yeah. it's not the same album or it's not the same record label, but I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to, to listen to something new. Some sort of overall feelings. Once again, I like this a lot better than the last one that we did. I mean, these are true demo recordings. Like right. these are rougher, unfinished versions of the songs a lot of times the lyrics are different the melodies may be different um like if you are interested in the sort of uh minutiae of how songs evolve and develop there's enough here to be interesting and grab onto and not just be 
the last album to me just felt totally pointless. Yeah. I just felt like I didn't take anything away from it. And with almost every song here, I could at least go like, ah, I see why they changed that. Or I wish they'd have kept that, you know, the way that it was. Or um, <laughs> I see why that wasn't on the album. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one in particular was Miami, uh, which I know Dalton said he preferred this version of the song. But to me, it was like, you hear this version of Miami that's here. And Maybe it's like, close. you can you can hear like, ah. This has got like the makings of a really good song. And then the album version just sounds so complete. And like what it, it shows you the fingerprints that a producer can have on a song. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like if you go, well, what does a producer do? And you're like, well, let me let me show you these two versions of the same song. And then yeah. you tell me what a producer does. <laughs> Violence is another one where um, there are a lot of changes. There's a lot yeah. of different lyrics. And again, I felt like the album version is a lot more like coherent. And I think the lyric changes were better. It got a little too rambly on the demo uh, at times. And uh, I felt like overall, I don't think there was too many songs here where I would say like, I don't even know if I would say there was any song here where I would say like, I like this better than the version no. on the album, no. but um, I, I thought everything here was at least interesting for me to listen to, even though I know you did not feel the same way. No, I, uh, I just, I, I, I get it. And I, it was better than the last one. I'm just, now we've had three of these and I'm like, I'm really as a new fan, you know, I'm yeah. like ready. I'm like, give me off this fucking leash, man. I can't do this right. anymore. Like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> All right, that's, well, that's a, where I'm coming from. We'll have a little bit more to say about some specific songs we get into best and worst, but there were three new songs here, Austin. Well, two new songs and a cover song. And a cover, okay. The first new song that we're going to talk about is called Exhaustion and Disgust, it is also known as Take Aim. Um, so a few of the songs that were here on this album both of the new ones were songs that were floating around on the internet for years before this album came out so they had various titles uh this one was also known as just exhaustion uh so all these had two or three titles but i guess the official title is exhaustion and disgust this is a song where she's really pissed off um and it really feels like an evolution of the early material in a way that like nothing else here did or nothing on eternal cowboy did. Um, and it's about dealing with the fan backlash and the, and the grind of the music industry. Um, a popular I, theme. Yeah. I, this is a great song, but I don't think it fit on the final album. It just, I don't know to me, like, I don't know where you would have put that in. It would have hurt the flow of it. It was it was too much like their early stuff. Yeah. But uh, the lyric that I've always loved from this song is there is no romance, no glamour in reality. And uh, just, yeah. Very nihilistic. <laughs> yeah. Great song. Uh, do you have any uh, strong thoughts about this one? Uh, no, I, I it wasn't for me. But, you know, yeah. I think I, I you know, I'm. I think part of the, the interest in this this experiment and doing this podcast is to see yeah. the evolution of a band. 
And yeah. I think we're I'm seeing it in a very quick time. If I period. had to, yeah. If I had to guess, this is total conjecture. They listened back to this and thought, I don't think we actually have enough here for like a full finished song. Right. So I think that's probably why. And, and it, I mean, because it definitely doesn't feel like it's done. Well, you know I mean? or the producer tried and couldn't couldn't write it. You know, like yeah. that's very possible that they got in the studio and they started messing around and they were like, I just don't know if I can do anything with the song. I think it's better to cut and run. Yeah. All right. The second new song is called Lost and Searching in America. It is also known as Ed is Sexy or Clap Clap. Um, this is a short song. It's less than like two and a half minutes, but there is a lot packed in here. Like there's a lot of ideas going on. Um, I really like this one a lot. Oh, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. No, it just it's it's one that I thought I um, think this was probably a good one to leave off of the album. Just kind of felt out of place. I'm I'm really curious to get your take on it, Dwayne, because I just I don't know. I think after the last album, I was like, I'm not going to spend as much time you know with this as i have in the past because it's just like comparing notes i mean there is some stuff that i picked up on that i hadn't before there's some stuff that became a lot clearer to me you know like i um but we'll talk about that in a minute let's we just talk about this song yeah this one it's very complicated like i said there's a lot going on in the lyrics um i think it's sort of like about music as a release and, and existing in the moment but then getting to a point where even that starts to feel like routine and insincere. And, uh, you know, I think Laura really struggled a lot with uh, her fame and uh, the band's sort of moderate success. Uh, it, this time it really felt like, oh, we're going to put out this next album and bl- really blow up, you know. And uh, uh, I think probably there was some fear about that. I've just always really liked this song. I mean, it, it, again, it's another one that like it's not finished. They they need to do some more work on it. But uh, I really like a lot of the lyrics, and I like uh, I really like the breakdown at the end. And uh, yeah, I just I think this is it's. Um, I like it. I like this song. I think it's a good one. Uh, but but once again, I can see why it didn't really fit on the album. These two songs are, like I said, sort of c- closer to even like the pre-axle material. Yeah, I can see uh, that. But yeah, but uh, I thought they were both worth ch- checking out. Let's move on, Austin, to the final song that we're going to talk about today. I am so excited. This, yeah, this is a cover of Money Changes Everything. Now, Austin, I learned this as I was putting the notes together this show that Cindy Lauper is not the original artist of the song that is that her version of the song is actually a cover of a band called the brains oh. uh, which put it out four years before she did. I didn't know that either. I knew yeah. she didn't, I knew she didn't write it, but she also doesn't write a lot of her stuff. So that didn't surprise me. So the original version is a lot more in sort of uh influenced by stuff like the cure and morrissey and that kind of thing it's it's a bit slower uh i'm pretty sure against me was covering cindy lopper 
That's what I was going to ask you because I got the feeling. <laughs> I, that's what I got the feeling. And too. and it was always like sort of. I had always known it as like a Cindy Lauper cover until I looked it up for this, and it was like, wait, she wasn't the original artist <laughs> because I'm yeah, I'm I'm I am like ninety nine percent sure they were covering the Cindy Lauper version. Yeah, I, that's the feeling I got too. That feels more like against me's aesthetic. Or at least right. Laura's aesthetic is very much more like Cindy Lauper. Yeah, and Cindy Lauper's fucking awesome. And I'm you're gonna say something terrible about her. I, know. I have nothing against Cindy okay. Lauper. I mean, she lives in wrestling. She's involved the, in wrestling. Uh, she should be in the WWE. Her company. involvement with wrestling is like super underrated. Uh, she was really great. She like in in a way that a lot of celebrities were not. She clearly like understood what was going on and wanted to be involved. And like <laughs> that that goes a long way and she had, uh she had fun and she stuck around a long time like people are like yeah. oh she just dropped in and out for the first wrestlemania it's like no 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 she was on television weeks months before that and she stuck around i was working at um an apple store in new york city because that's okay. what i did at one period in my life and i was um i was a manager at the store so i was working the sales floor because we had to take turns working like that wasn't my my thing but someone came up or maybe said it over the radio they're like there's a vip here we need to get a you know like one of our top they called them specialists the salespeople, to help her out because she's a she's a celebrity and we you know kid gloves with that apple's really concerned about their image and so and okay where is she and they pointed over there and so i'm like heading that way and then i see that the the absolute dog shit dumbest fucking specialist that we had at the store he was terrible at everything his name is patrick i'm just gonna put it out there because i don't really give a fuck and i'll never see this guy again was talking to her and i was like this is a disaster like he cannot be talking to her right now like he's just he, he was just dumber than uh you know a, a bag of rocks he went over to her and was like you know what i think you're almost as good as madonna <laughs> i think he got like he wanted to be an actor that was your first warning sign okay <laughs> so i think he was like this is my me moment too. Me <laughs> too, so he goes over there and i get over and i could start to hear cindy talking to her him in that new york accent and she's like i don't think you know what you're talking about I don't think you have any idea. I asked you a very simple question and you just, you don't, you just started rambling. And I was like, Oh no, Oh no. And I gotta say it was not on her. She was a very nice woman when I met her. And she's like, she's like, I just, all I need is this. I just want to be in and out. And this guy starts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to start over. She's the sweetest little bitty, tiny, teeny, tiny woman. Again, that's more Cindy Lauper talk. Um, I, I just, I thought it was fine. I was perfectly fine. Uh, like I said, I got it. I understood, but I'm, I'm glad it never made it to a record. I don't think it would have, I don't think it would have fit in. Oh, this is a great song. <laughs> I love this cover. This is like, one of, I, I like, um, yeah, I love this song. Um, I really wish this would have got like a proper release. Um, because, yeah, it definitely could use, like, some better production and stuff. But, uh, all right. We'll wrap it up there. I really like this that cover. That's good. I'm glad you did. And, honestly, I'm glad we got a ch- I got a chance to talk about Cindy Lauper a little bit. Because I could probably do an entire episode about Cindy Lauper. Easily. Easily. Well, maybe. Uh, Bonus content? I don't believe so. I don't think so. <laughs> 
don't think, think he could hang. I don't think I'm listening to an entire Cindy Lauper album in 2022. My man. Oh man, dude, <laughs> this one, the one that this is on. I, listen, I like her. I think I think she's a great lady, but uh, so unusual. 1983. I just, I just don't. I just, just 80s music is not my thing. I'm not, uh, see, that's know. that's the difference. Is that I was. I mean, that like surrounded me. I, I was born in 81. So like I wasn't buying my own music in the 80s, right. but I had like my aunt Natalie, who was 13 years older than me, would like listen to all this stuff. So like I knew Prince, I knew Madonna, I knew um, Michael Jackson and Cindy Lauper. I knew all that shit way, way younger than anybody else because I had this like really cool aunt who loved this stuff. Like you'd go into her room and she'd have all those pictures cut out of magazines and so yeah, this was definitely this definitely made an impact on me and an impression in my brain, even if I wasn't old enough to totally understand why. I really only know Cindy Lauper like from wrestling and like just sort of am vaguely aware of her as like a musician. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, let's move on. I do have one quote. It was, it was hard to find a lot about uh, Laura talking about this, but um, what I found was a video on YouTube where Laura and Andrew were interviewed on Fuse TV. Uh, I remember that channel. Yeah, about a a month after. uh, It's so weird to think, like, there used to be, like, five different channels that just played, like, music shit all day. And how many are there now? I don't know. I don't have cable anymore. Zero. I mean, none of them really play music anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'm struggling. Here. You're fine. We're almost done. It's good. All right. Okay. Laura is sort of talking about the concept of these. this being an album of demos, and she says, they're recordings in their own right. Just slapping demo on front of it, what does that really mean? So it's not really something meant to introduce new people to the band. It's more for people who are interested in seeing how songs are evolved or how an album came together. So I think she's, you know, trying to say like listen we get it you know we know but yeah we um did seem like she um wanted this out there and like was happy with it being released so i will at least say that about it um but no it's hard to get uh a lot of anybody talking about this it just kind of came out and then that was it but um we do have one last thing to do, Austin, which is talk about our best and worst song. I'm going to go first. Oh. The worst song for me here was Total Clarity uh, because she does this really weird thing where there's like dual vocals, but it's both her and it's very distracting. And I really did not like it. And I'm glad that they got rid of that for the final uh final version of the song uh just in general that's not like one of my favorite songs but here i just thought this version just really was like just i could not get over the vocal (laughs) i just couldn't get past it (laughs) what was what did you think was the worst song here austin i uh, it was i kind of went back and forth a bunch but i think it was probably um, lost in searching in America. Okay, really? Yeah, I just didn't like it. I don't know what it was. It just didn't vibe with me. I, I, I just was. It was the most forgettable of the songs on here. Fair enough. 
All right. Oh, I will say one thing I did discover. I meant to say this earlier and I just forgot Go ahead. that this is the album that I went. Oh my God. The shaker, the energizer, the mover and the roller makes so much more sense now. Cause they were like in the, in the studio version of this, they're just thrown on the, the end right. of a song with a different title. And I was like, what does that mean? So now knowing that they were the names of these four songs on the demos makes so much more sense to me. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I did a great job of explaining that in the uh, original episode. Of it wouldn't of the, have made any sense. The, those were like sense. industry terms. And that's part of the sort of mild concept uh, album thing going right. on. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I don't ever, I don't really feel like that is that aspect of the album has ever been fully explained to me in a way that I totally grasped. I think there's like maybe three songs on there that are like part of that uh, concept. And most of them are just songs that would have been fine on any album. Right. Uh, But anyway, the best song here, I'm going to assume this is not what Austin picked based on what he said earlier, but for (laughs) me, it was money changes everything. Uh, I just really, really like that. I think that's the one song here. That and uh, Lost and Searching in America are the two songs that I would say you need to. I wouldn't even say you need to hear them. They, they, they are worth checking out. Um, yeah. What did you What did you say you think was the best here then? I had kind of a lame choice because I just, there wasn't one that stood out. Um, I, I, I liked unprotected sex with multiple partners i I think it was a decent enough version um i think i still prefer everything on um searching for a former clarity i think those versions are better than anything on this but i I mean i was just like okay that's fine let's let's do it there wasn't i mean honestly there wasn't anything that i was like whoa this is cool i'm glad this was made but i'm like all right it's fine it is what What about like holy shit holy shit I, i was neck and neck with holy shit i really i I, I went back and forth with holy shit versus see i think sex. i think that would probably be my number two pick because um it's it's definitely like different it's it's a really different yeah. version yeah yeah no i i actually really like that i i mean i i went i mean i waffled so much on this album of like what i was gonna pick and for why so it was it was down to those two it was holy shit and uh unprotected sex Okay, so final answer. Which which of the two are you going with? I think you changed my mind. I'm going to go with holy shit. All right, <laughs> I didn't mean to insult you. I just, I, I just, this I, is this. When the I whole, heard it, I thought that was one that would uh, stick out to you. So no, I think you're I, right. make, I think you you got me pegged on stuff I like. I think you 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 clearly know my taste better than I know yours. Yeah, I guess so. I think my tastes are hard for people to decipher sometimes. Uh, well. I, I also think they're not you just or maybe you just know I don't know you you nail it pretty much and I I have a harder time with that I, th- I think I think I can sometimes get a grasp of what I think people will like even if I'm I'm not always correct you've but I never recommended something that I didn't like though for the record then that can right. stay in the well, podcast then, because that's the stuff that I'll, I'll actually like there's very few people with movies and, and music and TV guests some but uh, but I'm less interested in TV, like movies and music that I'm like, 
if you this person recommends it, I'm going to go yeah. find it. Usually I'm fucking stubborn and I want to find stuff on my own. But you've become somebody that if you're like, hey, check out this band, I'll be like, great. This band is pretty good. I'll check it out. Um, but, you know, like, well, Dalton, thank you very much. Dalton, who I love, is always like, I think you might like this. And I'm like, I probably won't. But I will listen to it for the respect of our friendship. Dalton, God bless him, does a very weird thing where, like, he will suggest music to you that you've very explicitly said, I would never listen to anything like this. <laughs> and again, then be hurt that you didn't like it. And it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? What, 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 what did you think my reaction was going to be? Like, you knew I wasn't. I mean, but he thinks that since he said it, you're going to like it more. You're not going to change my mind about music I don't like. I'm not going to go like, ah, oh, actually, <laughs> you know, like, no, no. And I'm not saying it's impossible to change. My mind. I mean, I've definitely changed my mind about a lot of music because I've gotten older. But uh, I'm not going to get into the kind of stuff he likes. This is not going to happen, man. Austin, I think we can wrap it up. We we'll just have to talk about what we're going to talk about next time. Hopefully, if I am up to it i'm going to see my chemical romance in concert this weekend uh and we will talk about that next time i'm sort of uh on the fence right now if that's going to be going down but um, and i hope you feel better dude i really want you to go to the show (laughs) i I really do i feel pretty good but uh i just uh i don't know i i don't i don't think i'll be contagious by then but i don't know if i will be uh up for of long drive and all that uh, yeah, the is involved with going to an arena, but these were very expensive tickets and I have them. I've had them since March. So I'm going to do pretty much everything I can to go to this goddamn show because that's, I have faith. Money. I have faith. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah, that is that's an expensive ticket. All right. <laughs> but Austin next time we are going to be talking about a studio album of new songs. Thank you, uh, baby Jesus. <laughs> we are going to be talking about the album White Crosses. I'm only going to tell you two things about this. First of all, it is 14 songs. The last four songs are technically bonus tracks. Uh, we are going to talk about all the songs, but just when you listen, keep that sort of in your mind that the last four songs are bonus tracks okay, uh, and not technically part of the official album not canon yes and the other thing that i will say is this is their last album for sire oh okay yes they only made two and then that was it they moved on after that but where did they go after this or do you not want to tell me i know i'll tell you basically after this laura felt like she had enough money that she could just sort of self-produce and self-release good for uh her own music so that's sort of what they ended up doing but we will get into that much more in depth in a future episode. It's going to be a normal episode again. We're going to have quotes from the book, quotes from interviews. We're going to have like all new songs to talk about, which I'm pretty sure the songs on this album are going to inspire a lot of conversation. I don't know how Austin is going to react to this one. There have been all kinds of responses to this album. I'm going to keep what I think of it to myself even though I think I have said it before, maybe on uh, earlier episodes, but for now, I'll leave it alone. Um, so 
is there anything else that you want to say before we go? Um, I guess if, if people are not tired of listening to me, you can find me on uh, another podcast called If You Catch My Grift. And uh, the last episode we released, and I'm pretty sure that'll be the most recent when this thing drops, is about a guy who you may hear a lot about currently, uh, this idiot named Andrew Tate. And I kind of just went through his origin story. And I think it's, for me, it was very interesting to see where this this guy came from. As we're broadcasting, or as we're recording this, he's now been deplatformed from everything. Uh, so he may not be someone that you hear about for much longer. And I think the world is a better place as a result. Yeah. Um, Dwayne hates him too. I, I find this guy very... Yeah, it's very annoying. And and just people talking about him is irritating to me. Uh, I'm sorry, I did a whole episode about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because Austin was telling me about it. Like, I oh, were doing this episode. I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. I But I didn't know who he was talking about. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, dude, sure. I definitely, yeah, sounds great. And uh, it came out and people were talking about it in the Discord or whatever. And then all of a sudden on fucking Twitter, like every single person I follow is talking about this fucking Andrew Tate guy. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about this. Um, I, I, I will just say that the way I, I wrote the episode was so that if there's some, you know, 13 or 14 year old boy who for some reason listens to that podcast, which will never happen. But I think that it exposes him enough. It's not just dunking on him for his like misogynistic views. It's like, Hey, this is a guy with a pattern of trying to scam people and he's done it over and over and over and over again. And so like, I'm hoping that if you can see that, um, that maybe, maybe someone will not fall for his bullshit. I don't know. I, that's, that's being very self-righteous and, um, smelling my own farts. So I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about that. And you can edit that out if you think it's bad. I don't, that's fine. No, no, no. That's great. Um, that's great. Apes the state still good. Great. Uh, yeah. Wish April will write me back, but that's okay. Hey, that's her business, man. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't get involved in that, but, uh, you know, um, all right. I think that's it. You're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at age of the fever. Queen's a better follow than me. I'll say that too, but I'm on there too as Griff daddy. Yeah, I'm That's very, it. I'm very tired. I don't. I'm, you go to bed. I, I, I'm sort of hit a, I hit a wall.
looking for a wife number three. Guess what? It's gonna be me. A Spanish poem for the virgin bride. Well, you can take my body, just leave my mind. Yes, I don't have a lot, but then the next episode, Austin, will be a real album. Finally. Thank God, we're out of the, we're out of the dark, <laughs> out of the woods. Well, <laughs> okay, at least for one episode, we'll be doing a real album. All right, uh, but one of the funniest fan interact or like audience interactions I've ever heard at a concert. She <laughs> goes, "Does anybody go to college around here?" Dead silence. And she goes, nobody, fuck yeah. <laughs> They're based yeah. out of Pennsylvania, right? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, and uh, I've thought this about the Menzingers too when I saw them, or every time that I've seen them. It's like, if you didn't know they were from Pennsylvania, if you saw them, you would go, oh, yeah. <laughs> you would know immediately where they were from. Yeah. Uh, there's also a thing where she was talking about like uh, do you know about the um, like they bought up all that national park land in Georgia to build that cop training so do you know anything about this no I heard okay. this. yeah it's a story that's like it, that I've heard about on like some podcast before uh, basically they bought up all this national park land in Georgia and they're going to turn it into like a training center for cops, okay. like just this giant amount of land. They species. Anyway, uh, she was like, yeah, so they're doing that. I don't really know too much about it, but maybe you can like Google it. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> that's that's like that's that's the equivalent of like do your own research. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, that's helpful. You're you're like hey, you're aware enough of it to know I don't like it. Right. You know who your audience is. <laughs> yeah. It's called a conversation. You just <sighs> you just go with it. You flow. Yeah. You say stupid stuff and then you look back on it and cringe hard. Oh, definitely with the murder Brian one, there's stuff that uh I go, oh. I know one thing was like I tried to do an intro that I thought would annoy him like it would be funny, but I think it actually did get on his nerves. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, too, you, you sometimes you build it up in your head too, and you're like, "This isn't going to go well. This isn't going to go well." And then when it doesn't go well, you're like, "Congratulations on being correct." <laughs> you know? What happened? I think we're ready. 
yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. If it's not going well, we may stop. Okay. <laughs> but I really want to get this one done. Can you hear that? Yeah, what is that? That's my dog playing with a ball. Is that loud? <laughs> I don't Am I going to have to move him into another room? I can definitely hear it. Okay. It sounded like somebody screaming. <laughs> yeah. <Bobby>. Murphy. <laughs> hey, Murph. You want to come in here without that? You can come in here without the ball, or you can go in there and play with it. Okay. Thank you. He's just looking at you. <laughs> Get whatever it is. What are you doing? You gotta go there. <laughs> anyway, he's on the bed and being quiet now. So I think we'll start. Is he full lab? His mom was a half lab, half pit bull, and his father was a half German shepherd, half husky. Wow. So he looks so much like a lab, though. And what they've also told me is that, like, it may not be limited to those four breeds, like what actually is mixed in with his DNA, because we don't know what other dogs this dog has been in contact with. Like, the vet was like, yeah, he's definitely got those four breeds in him. She's like, but we have she's like it's probably more because you know we don't know if that dog was not fixed and it was around other dogs like <laughs> right right who knows and i was like okay but, but he uh, just yeah he just looks so much like a pure lab though yeah he's got a pit bull like face in the head really okay yeah yeah it's definitely not going to be the most high energy it's uh, okay episode. <laughs> that is okay i wanted it to be I forgot to mention this in the show. I'll tell you about it though briefly. It's just the opening acts for this concert. <laughs> the first one was just a guy and an acoustic guitar. Oh, and uh that's yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. He I had to say, like he was pretty funny though. Like in between uh songs and stuff, he was pretty funny. Uh the songs were fine. I wasn't like, you know, they were what you would imagine they would be. <laughs> A dude uh, with an acoustic guitar would make the second band <laughs> that performed uh was called Doom Scroll, and they were like a real folk punk band. There were like six of them, four of them were the singer. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a great name though. It's a good name, yeah. They um they looked very cool, I have to say. <laughs> but like uh <laughs> The one girl like played like the washboard. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, yeah, wow. Had, yeah, they had like a little mandolin and uh but there's like it was so crazy because there's there's just four of them yelling at once. <laughs> it's like okay, there's a lot going on here. Um I mean I guess they were good for like what they were it wasn't my thing, you know. Yeah. People were very polite. No, it was a very like polite crowd. That sounds like uh, it was a really cool show, though. I had a really, really good I'm time. I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad you had a good time. And you know what? If you caught COVID there, it was worth it. I don't think I did. I think I, I don't. I, I think you got a fucking smackdown with all those WWE. I think I just probably caught it from someone I work with. I'm telling you, I think it's those wrestling fans, man. They got me too. It could have been. It could have been people screaming. I'm, I'm willing to blame. I'm willing to blame Triple H. I'm not willing to blame Apes of the State. Uh, 
Yeah, the transgender dysphoria blues episode is going to be a wild one because there's going to be so much to get into even like before the songs. And then there are like some really like heavy. There's some there's some dark songs on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So.